This week on the High Ground Podcast, we are going to be diving into uh, the TikTok Star Wars community that kind of brought us all together and, you know, kind of going over the amazing things that can happen with this community. So I'm excited to. We will be getting to that shortly right here on the High Ground Podcast. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. I'm really excited um, because, you know, I've been following you guys and popping up in your, your lives. And I have just such a, a warm, uh, such a warm and friendly voice in this community. It just makes it a better place. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. Uh, but I want to start by kind of going around the room and having you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, so... We'll start with who are you, um, and how did you get into Star Wars, and also what do you want me to call you here, just just to be safe. So uh, we'll <laughs> go to Screaming Namaste first. Okay, um, my name is Marianne. I am Screaming Namaste on TikTok. You can just call me Marianne. That's fine. Um, so how I got into Star Wars, I my mom brought me to the movie theater to see the re-release of the original trilogy when they were re-released in the nineties. And um, I was all in. I was obsessed. I loved the movies. And at the time, there was like not a lot for girls at that time. It wasn't really marketed towards girls, but I just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Awesome. I love it. And uh, how about you, uh, Explosivo? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Explosivo Steve on TikTok, but you know, you can just call me Steve. I like, that's what that's what I've come to uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. But um, yeah, uh, my dad was very excited for this new Star Wars movie coming out called The Phantom Menace. And uh, I was so young that I was like, what's Star Wars? And he was like, all right, <laughs> we're going to watch all of them right now. So I was happy enough to be like someone in my age group that like knew what they were before the new movies came out. And uh, I was happy enough to say I got to see every single one in the theaters past that, which a lot of people my age can't say that, which is cool. Awesome. Yeah, no, I know. I definitely know those feels. Uh, how about you, Element? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll spare everyone the rigmarole that, you know, I, I typically do. Uh, brother showed me a VHS on A New Hope. Uh, and of course, as a kid, I was like, lasers, starships. Awesome. And then Obi-Wan said, the force as if a million voices cried out and suddenly vanished. And I was like, wait, well, what, what's going on? And then that was like my first taste of the force. And then when Empire came out and I, and I met this gentle green, I'm not going to say giant, <laughs> but we'll say a gentle green creature uh, started speaking in abstraction. And I was like, to my brother, I was like, why does he speak like that? And then he started explaining the force and, my my whole passion for world building and and fantasy just you know exploded from there and so i dove straight into star wars yeah it's uh the best way to to do it you know and again it's me watching empire strikes back over and over again um, but I do like to talk about my introduction into the community uh, was largely due to you know me starting to jump into the books and stuff. And then that's what mm. got me really talking because I, I was kind of pushed out of the fandom 
uh, when the prequels came out because, believe it or not, uh, they were more toxic towards the prequels than, than they are now during the sequels. But that's uh, yeah, that's a whole side topic. But once we finally move back uh, away from that, I don't know, it just opened up and it was just kind of this warm community and um you know i really i really hate the sentiment that no one hates star wars more than star wars fans but i can (laughs) i can honestly say that the good part of our star wars fandom is literally the best part of any fandom bar none there is no comparison absolutely um, yeah, I, you see, you can see so much hate from the Star Wars fans, but honestly, just the amount of love and friendship that I've made just for the short time I've been on TikTok uh, from Star Wars fans is really, really cool. Like, I've always had a couple of people that I talk to about Star Wars occasionally because it's one of the million things I'm into. But Star Wars is so big for me that when I got on TikTok, it was like, oh, wow. I can talk about this all the time and it's awesome uh, with people who are also as into it as me, if not more, obviously. So, yeah, I love it. No, same. It's like, oh, uh, because you can't you can't just gush about this stuff as much as you want to to Mm -hmm. normal people. It has to be special people. I do. (laughs) To normal people. The cashier. That's okay. That's nice. <laughs> uh, Did you catch the earlier parts of like when I started TikTok? It, it started very antagonistic because of the very reason you speak of. Like, it was uh, the conversation was very, very uh, negative, and I came out the I came out the gate. I was like, you know, <laughs> throwing out curse words and like George Lucas isn't coming back, and then you know, curse, 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 English language, English language, and. Uh, yeah, I, the the reception largely, as Steve talks about, um, was largely very welcoming, and there was a there was a part of Star Wars TikTok that um, I I knew had a life in it, and so I, I pivoted to just talking about Star Wars in the way that I enjoyed it all the time. Yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, we're about to jump into that. First, I just want to do a lightning round so that we can kind of. Um, uh, judge you internally. Uh, what is your favorite era of Star Wars, <laughs> and and uh, what's your favorite character? And I'll go to Steve first. Oh, um, okay. So era, I love the High Empire era. So you know the original trilogy is like is such a such a nice place for me. But it's really enjoying like anything that came right before our movies started. So like. Rebels is like the the like the small amount of time that is spent in Rebels is is my absolute favorite of just the Empire is just becoming this absolute dominant force across everything. Um, And I just I love that era the most out of anything. And um, oof. Um, did we already say favorite character now? Or are we doing that now? Too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Favorite character, too. Okay. Favorite char- character as they well. They don't have um, to be from the same era. <laughs> but. Yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, mine completely changes with the era. But if I'm going to stick to that original trilogy era, it has to be Han Solo for me. I think I just love his charisma it. so much. You, yeah, you can it. tell. It's his charisma and his witty humor that I absolutely love so much. And um it's the reason why I enjoy Solo, uh, the movie, so much is because of his... his I'm sorry, Marianne. It's the reason why I love Solo is his <laughs> witty humor. 
<laughs> uh, I'm just saying I could tell because of your roguish charm. There's, there a, there's, a, there's oh, a mirroring you. effect there. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Pep? Uh, I will have to say the Age of Rebellion, as they have established it in the new timeline thing, uh, which is Rebels all the way up to Return of the Jedi. My favorite character in that era would be Yoda. Um, but if we're going to you know, go into New Republic and the sequel trilogy, it would have to be Luke. Um, but of course, everyone knows the top character if we're going into Legends. And I won't speak her name. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to invoke uh, Satil? All right, that's fair. I, I had to. You did. But, <laughs> but I did it. You didn't do it. So yeah. for the first time. It's I less simpy. It's it's still simpy, but it, but it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Marianne? Um, probably the time period in the original trilogy. I just have such nostalgic ties to it, and that's I think the Mandalorian does that really well. Honestly, that whole time period. So I really enjoy that. And um, as far as favorite characters, it's hard for me to just pick one. Um, <laughs> I really like Obi Wan, Luke, and Rey. Those would probably be like my top three. Leia is very close though. Okay, okay. And I can see that as well. Um, which will probably surprise most people since most of your content is you being Padme. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because there's so much comedic material there. It's not even because I like Padme. <laughs> just fully rewriting her personality. <laughs> the amount of people who come on your lives and they're like, so your favorite character is Padme, right? And you're like, no. <laughs> when people come on my lives, they demand the Padme costume. They're like, why aren't you Padme? <laughs> um, I'm a person. My main name is Marianne. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So personally, I I love the the prequels. That's kind of my era. It's greatly augmented. I feel like I'm like an anomaly in in the fandom because um, my favorite era is is the prequels. Um, but none of the prequel movies are in my top three. <laughs> And I like Rebels more than I like Clone Wars, but it's like that synergy, right? It's it's the sum being greater than than the parts containing them is, is kind of why I, I love it. And just the world building and the lore that comes out of it is just is just my jam. And my my favorite character, I, I always go back and forth between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon. Why do I love mm. Plo Koon so much? because of Jedi power battles for the PlayStation <laughs> 1. That was my dude. He had an orange lightsaber. It was like, it was more yellowish oh and orange. And he was the hardest person to play as because he was so freaking slow. Uh, but that's all I would play because <laughs> I was like, this guy's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I remember... I remember telling my friend group that I knew the name of the dude who gets shot down in Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, yeah, his name's Plo Koon. And they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, it's because he's Plo Koon, man. Like, I love him. And then Clone Wars, like, made Plo Koon way cooler. And then everybody, like, I got on TikTok and everybody knows about Plo Koon. And I'm like, I was not, not as special much. as I thought I was for knowing something. <laughs> You what's what's funny though is like as if you're growing up in the fandom, there's so much yeah. stuff that you learn by osmosis. Like I couldn't tell you where where I learned his his name because I knew who he was when I played the game, but I don't sure. I don't remember. Was I looking at visual dictionaries or like I I don't know maybe 
It just I have no idea where I learned his name, <laughs> but I just knew it. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll, we'll we'll jump to the the community conversation though. Now that I um, have have already judged all of you guys. Now I, I always try to find the information because I, I love hearing everyone's different opinions because we're all very unique people and. Um, I love talking to people who have different favorites and different lists than mine. That's the best conversations to have. If you all like mm-hmm. exactly the same thing, then there's no conversation. You like this? I like it too. Awesome. What now? You know, like, I don't know. Uh, we already got a little bit from you, Pep, but why don't you go ahead and tell and keep telling us about your journey into um, joining TikTok and you know, what is unique about it. And also, if you have any thoughts on who else we should be following. Hmm. Uh, admittedly, I'm the, I'm the worst person to, to come to in terms of who you, who you should follow because I don't follow a lot of people either. Um, mm. I'm, I'm horrible at that. Uh, I get on TikTok and I watch my following feed and then I start creating again. And then when I venture into FYP, I see one of my, my mutuals and then and then I go back to the following to see more of their content. So uh, I, I very rarely find some someone new. Uh, so I'll have to get back to you on that one. But if you're not following, like, save the Ewoks, Fern AMG, uh, Victoria Vader, especially if you're not following Shayla Ren, follow those do, uh, those uh, channels. Um, Sawyerism, discount Bo-Katan. If you're not follow, <laughs> uh, just just follow all those names that I've I've said <laughs> thus far, and I'll keep naming more as they come to me. But uh, I, I joined like last year. Well, no, I joined in 2019, but only like in an antagonistic goal set or mindset, because the whole conversation around Star Wars back then was retconning the sequels the sequels are mm-hmm. trash um ray's not a skywalker right because i think it was around the time the tross or tros yep. uh came out so i wanted to just like be super super aggressive with it and you know drop the f-bomb i was like you you can't chase george lucas out of the fandom and and clamor for him to come back fluff off you know <laughs> uh but you know, I, I I realized that I realized largely that that wasn't the way to go, and so I started just talking about Star Wars and answering questions, and uh, you know the 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 following came, uh, community came, and everyone just started just the conversation started to change largely. Um, we still got the negativity here and there, uh, but you know as the conversation shifted my focus shifted on TikTok. And so I guess to your answer, focus determines your reality. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, as you know, we talk about what's unique about TikTok. It's the plethora of, and you've said this before, differences of opinion, differences in perspective. Star Wars is different for everyone. And so when, you know, when I, I look at ultimate rankings, there's there's absolutely no way any two rankings is going to be the same. And um, that's what's so lovely about the Star Wars TikTok community is that if you are largely positive and respectful, everyone is just lovely. 
when you're sharing a difference of opinion and you're lovely about it, that's a great day. Like I, I could say the last Jedi empire is my fit, my top two. And then the next person can say revenge of the Sith and attack of the clones. I'm like, that's, that's pretty unique right there. That's a uh, different from mine, but all the power to you. And so when the community as a whole is being positive and lovely to each other, mm-hmm. it brings together everything that is unique into a one single package that sets everyone apart. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, how about you, Marianne? I'm sorry, what was the question? I just <laughs> that was so beautiful. <laughs> no, uh, just just about beautiful. just about uh, you know when did you join TikTok? Like how did how did that process get started? Um, how did you find the Star Wars community here? And uh, is there anyone else we should be following? Right. Okay. So I got on TikTok probably like a lot of people um, during the quarantine originally, like back in March. Um, I was just kind of bored and I watched a lot of TikToks until like December when I started posting my first few TikToks. And I didn't even intend to make a Star Wars TikTok. I started out talking about the sound of music, actually. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just did some kind of silly ranking about the Von Trapp kids. I was like, wouldn't be funny to rank the Von Trapp kids because I'd watch the movie. It usually shows around Christmas time. And um, then, I don't know, I just made a random TikTok one day about why I liked Ray Skywalker. And um, Kevin Parker found my TikTok and stitched it. And I got this huge Star Wars following and I became a Star Wars account. And um, it really worked out well. The Star Wars community is definitely a lot uh, more vocal than the sound music community. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how I got started um, on TikTok, posting about Star Wars. And in real life, I don't have like a lot of people to talk to about Star Wars. So it's really worked out well to meet so many other cool people um, that like Star Wars also. I've also, you know, in real life, never had people tell me to, like, go kill myself or I'm, like, fat or ugly, like they tell me on TikTok. So, you know, there's pros and cons. The community can be kind of mean. Um, my first on TikTok, I was told to get back in the kitchen. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about. So, I mean, I, there's been a lot of negativity, but I've really enjoyed it overall because I feel like if we're not having these conversations and if women aren't expressing their opinions, then... How does anything, you know, ever change unless, you know, that becomes the norm to hear that stuff. So and as far as who people should follow, I would say definitely um, Kevin Parker. Um, like I was saying, he kind of gave me my start on TikTok. And um, another one of our friends that Steve and I have from my lives is Chris, Star Wars lawyer. Um, I would definitely say give him a follow as well. Yeah, I got to find out today that he does an excellent Mufasa. He does. I was there <laughs> for it. That was great. Yeah. Um, isn't he a discount Malik Yoba? <laughs> Doesn't he? No? Am I alone? I can't place him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe? <laughs> but um, I, I can I also tell you guys I can do a pretty good uh, Pumbaa myself, but I'm, I'm not going to do the impression here. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> That's sad. Oh, I want to hear it. That's not sad. That sounds amazing. 
<laughs> no, it's sad that he's not doing it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'd love to hear that right now. <laughs> it is sad that we don't hear it. But well, what I would like love to hear is uh, from Steve now. <laughs> Same question. When did you join TikTok? And, uh, you know, what, what that journey was like falling into Star Wars and um, meeting your dyad? Yeah. Uh, so um, so. I think right towards the end of 2020, I mean, it was just kind of a rough year for so many people. And uh, right towards the end, I found myself at work, just just plenty of hours not to do anything. And I had my friends sending me TikTok links and I hadn't downloaded the app yet. Uh, and when I eventually did download the app, I found myself scrolling and scrolling and scrolling until I was like, I feel like I could do this, but I don't know what I would talk about. Um, and, you know, one of my biggest fandoms is Star Wars. So... Uh, I think after making like two or three videos that, you know, were just about anything, I was like, all right, now, you know, I'll, I'll just react to, I think the biggest one that went well was me reacting to the tweet about Hayden Christensen, uh, scaring the kids on set by screaming boo right before, <laughs> right before igniting his lightsaber. And it was just a reaction to a tweet. And, uh, when I got so much love from the Star Wars community about, um, you know, that video, I was like, oh my God, like if people like Star Wars content so much on TikTok, and I, at that point I was still like, you know, getting basic TikTok on my For You page, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing Star Wars stuff and maybe I'll find a, like, a niche for, through <laughs> that. And I definitely did. And I'm really enjoying it. Um, and as I was scrolling, I had already at that point followed um, a couple of people. Uh, you two, uh, uh, Darth and Element, I followed both of you at that point. I followed uh, Kevin Parker, who then made a video about you need to listen to Marianne just listen to her follow her and I did um and I loved her video and I think it was on a video just her talking about how often she's watched the movies I left a comment that was literally just me going like oh my god can we please be friends um <laughs> and then immediately she followed me and now we were mutuals. And I was like, I can't believe that worked. And <laughs> like, literally, I messaged her. I was like, I can't believe that worked. I like, you seem cool. And then it just kind of took out from there. Both of us, uh, I think both of us were pretty low in followers at that point. Yeah, so we, we both were like, had to boost each other's videos and see if we can get like more followers. Exactly. We were both like, we're going to be on the front lines of like helping each other out, boost our videos. So both of our channels have pretty much grown like side by side. Um, and that's something I've really been enjoying. And then just in the process, we learned like, you know, she joked about like, oh yeah, I was doing sound of music TikToks. I was like, I was, I'm a theater major. I played, <laughs> I was in sound of music. I love that musical. And then she would talk about other stuff. And I was like, I love that too. And it's not even, well, you know, me then, just yeah, say that again. Around then is when I started going live every night. Cause I was trying yeah. to go on and I was like, I'm going to go live every single day. And I have now for like almost two months. But yeah. um, he started coming to my lives because I was getting like horribly harassed every single night. And um, you and Chris volunteered to moderate because it was yeah. just like, it was almost unbearable. It was really bad. And so we just started realizing how much we had in common just by talking in my lives. And I think it was Chris who was the first one who actually like was like, of course you are. Like I kept saying we were the same person. That was the, the comment I kept putting in. I'm like, I swear <laughs> we're the same person. And then after a while, I think it was Chris who was like, you guys are like a dyad. We were like, yeah, that's great. And then Chris was like, a dyad count. Every time we like said the same thing at the same time or had something yeah. in common, he was like keeping track. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, it, our friendship just flew off from there. And, you know, that's kind of where all that came from. Um, and then, of course, just all these other cool people, you know, you guys know about, you know, this Among Us thing that we're getting going with all the other Star Wars creators. And mm -hmm. um, it's other people that I follow just out of pure interest in their content. Um, and, you know, they're absolutely people I'd say you should follow. Geek Theory is a great one. Um, Geek uh, Theory is great. He's I in love the chat Geek right Theory. Now. Yeah. Oh, is he? <laughs> well, <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, Geek Theory, uh, specific Grievous, Mark. I love his content. Sleepy Savior, he, he's going heavy on like Rebels top uh, content right now. And I'm all into that. Um, of course, Chris, Star Wars lawyer, who we talked about because he's, you know, just the other guy who's been super supportive during all of this. Julia Christine 77. Julia Christine 77. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, she she actually followed me for the longest time. Um, and I, you know, just was like, oh, yeah, she's just another follower. And then after a while, I looked at her content and I was like, oh, my God, she's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so so I, you know, because I saw a lot of her funny stuff first and foremost. So, yeah, she's absolutely another one that everybody should follow it's it's really great the amount of people that i could legitimately call like a friend group now that i have that i did not have mm, two months ago you know what i mean sure, I'm, not, I'm going live every single night there's so many like regulars now that come every time it's like i started going live just to boost my own account but now i continue to go live because i want to hang out with everybody because i consider everyone there kind of like a real life friend at this point at this point it's like grant Amber and okay. Ven are three people who yeah. show up that you and me are both like, hey, welcome to the party. Uh, Adrian, Adrian's pretty regular too. Adrian, yeah. Awesome. No, I, I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the, uh, the, the same way where you start following these people and then, you know, because of their regular comments and stuff like that, like, it, it, it's weird because... This doesn't happen on other apps, you know what I mean? Like, you mm. you don't become friends with YouTube creators, you know, because there's uh, such a greater distance. But, yeah, so I, I joined TikTok back in, in May. The only reason I even really knew of the app is because of, um, uh, what's his name, Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> talking <laughs> about the effectiveness of TikTok as a marketing tool. And mm. I, I've wanted to learn you know, I've always been interested in business and marketing and all this stuff. And so uh, the only reason I even considered it was because of him talking about how this is probably the, a great tool. So, I, yeah, I downloaded the app, but um, mostly this is May of this year because we got to the end of um, Clone Wars Season 7. And I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. <laughs> and so uh, my very first TikTok I made was on May 3rd. Um, and uh, the very first thing that happened was there was a tweet that went viral because someone said, hey, how come R2-D2 didn't uh, just tell Luke who his father was? And people were like, acting like it was like profound. It's a huge plot hole. No one's mm. ever thought of this before. And I was like, R2 wasn't there for any of that stuff. So, yep. and he never ran into Vader. So why would he, he know? So, <laughs> so that was my very first TikTok is, was explaining that. Um, my very second TikTok was um, uh, why Obi-Wan didn't, didn't remember R2 in A New Hope. 
That mm. one got like 500,000 views. It was my very, my second one, which led me to believe things would be a lot easier than they actually are. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my beginning ones, too. <laughs> but yeah, no, as I got started, um, you know, I saw I saw this guy. Uh, I, hopefully we're at the same orientation on my screen as it is on your screen. But I was going to say, I saw, on me, you just pointed to me and I'm like, me? I'm pointing to me on my screen. Uh, yeah. element, yeah. it's, 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 it's element. Uh, you guys are just vain. Um, no, <laughs> I, I saw what, what element was posting and I was like, this guy's awesome. And so there is, there's two main guys, uh, element seven and comb who's no longer on, on TikTok. Um, that, uh, yeah, I just follow these guys like, man, this is so freaking cool. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a, a podcast and all this stuff. And, uh, and that was, it was hard to do. <laughs> uh, my first guest, uh, I had invited, uh, I was also following budget Jason Statham, uh, who makes political content now, but he was a Star Wars account. And I was talking to him like, oh, okay, I'm going to do a podcast thing and we're going to talk about the, the sequels and stuff. And so he's like, okay, yeah, and I'll bring my, my little brother on it too. His little brother is a dude named Kev. And so we get ready to record. Budget Jason Statham forgot about it altogether. So it's me and a dude named Kev. And then he's like, uh, let me reach out to someone. And he texted um, J. Kevin Parker. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he hopped on like within moments. And that was my first episode. And I was like, all right, this community is pretty awesome. Like we can we can do this. That's awesome. That's so amazing. But they're just and and now all of them like I, I consider like actual good and uh, close personal friends. And it's it's weird how how the this thing. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was comb. Right. And then so from comb to me and then to you, it was just like this triumvirate. <laughs> mm. I was nervous uh, messaging Element for the first time, but I was like, okay, uh, I, I want to do an episode that explains what balance in the force is, and he's the only person I trust to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the first thing we recorded together. But yeah, then um, we found out we were a dyad because of just really, really odd things. Like... Um, the first one was uh, was just that episode, right? Because the, the at the outset it was like uh, we're we're probably in a disagreement on this point, so it's it's cool to have this conversation. But we literally just mirrored each other's opinions. <laughs> like I said, the exact same video. thing. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, but but even since then, it's gotten weirder because like. You know, we're talking about our favorite Starbucks drinks, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is what you have to try, right? You, you go with a, uh, a a white chocolate mocha, um, and then add them, have them add pumps of cinnamon dolce, and it's incredible. And then he's like, oh yeah, yeah I, inter- I interrupted you. I said because at that point the the diet was already uh, established, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so you said white chocolate mocha, and I was like, hold on, don't say anything about cinnamon dolce. And then he's like, <laughs> pumps of cinnamon dolce. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, incredible. And, and then also just like one of the other ones that, that, that jumped out, he was talking about um, NorCal. And I was like, hey, I was in Roseville. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Roseville. Super small oh town. Like, I don't know, just, just 
weird things just kept happening. And Roseville's not a town you just like uh, in passing mention. No, (laughs) it's a deep. It's like the odds. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 fun, and that's that's one of the best things about this has been has been you know meeting new friends and like these um, opportunities we have we've gotten to to collaborate. Like just doing this, I, I have uh, you know we've been watching the The Witcher with like a few Victoria or Organa um, with uh, oh, Sawyerism, Be Dazzler. Uh, you know, and all this and stuff, and like just just hanging out, like it's I don't know, it's just really cool. But I'm, I'm curious on, on you guys, like what what else has it has it kind of brought for you? I mean, we've kind of mentioned some of it, but uh, I'm curious on uh, your feelings of you know just it making new friends and um, opportunities for collaboration and community. And I can't remember who I started with last time, so I'm going to go to Marianne first. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been fun to be able to meet so many new friends, especially when it's kind of hard to like hang out with people in person right now. Like I live in a really high risk COVID type area, so I haven't seen people in person in a while. So it's really nice to be able to um, hang out with some new people on TikTok. And then, of course, um, for collaborating, Steve just duetted one of my videos <laughs> I had that Fortnite song in my head for like weeks. <laughs> and then on one of my lives, Steve was like, oh, I'm going to do edit. And then it just became this big joke. And everyone was like, no, you have to. And um, it was a it was 100% a joke. It was 100% a joke. But then it was like, like every live, somebody was going to be like, so when are you duetting Marianne's video? And I was like, I guess soon. <laughs> We just wanted to see you in a pink bikini. Suit. That was all it was. It was just the pink bikini. And uh, you know what? I, I'm happy I didn't have to go out and buy one. That's all <laughs> I, I got to say. No, shocking memories of Chaco's uh, OnlyFans video. <laughs> <laughs> Chaco? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a deep cut. You guys should... Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll expunge I'll, from how, your memories. How far back do I have to scroll? <laughs> uh, I, I'll uh, I'll tag you guys in it. How's, how's that? How's that? Um, <laughs> I still I still get requests for that though. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, how, well, what are your thoughts on it, Steve? Oh, it's just been fantastic. Just like Marianne said, it's like, first off, uh, and I'm sure many people in like a nerdy community, uh, Star Wars, any fandom, really, a lot of people have trouble just making new friends. Um, And I think when this whole Discord for Among Us thing started, now I have like a group chat where I can talk to other all these other really cool creators that I legitimately followed just because I was interested in their content. Uh, I think TikTok is crazy because... The creators are also the viewers and to have that mutual level is great. Like when element and Darth followed me, both of you guys, I was like, I've made it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're friends of mine now. I remember that you were like freaking out. You sent me a message. I'm like, Oh my gosh, get who followed me. <laughs> yeah. I was legitimately like, Oh my God, that has to be a great sign. Uh, I, it was the same way with uh, Kevin Parker. When he followed me, I was like, Oh, that's, fantastic i guess i'm doing something right kind of deal um but now it's just it feels so much more casual um with so many creators big big and small um that it's really weird how great of a community it feels with them and then just like casual and uh usual uh fans that you would see um who you know it's so funny how 
they all like the same things and they all like Star Wars. So if I see somebody who comments on my video and I see, oh, they also commented on Chaco's, I'm like, good. We're like, they like all of us and that's awesome. And it just, it makes me happy to see that like that community is, is tight, but it's huge. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's crazy how close all of them are. Um, but how many of them, but how many there are. And it's just so crazy to think that that's happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Uh, your thoughts, Pep? <laughs> I mean, uh, building off of what Steve said, it still happens to me to this day, no matter how big or small the creator is, if they're following me or if the follow back button is lit up and I'm like, and I'm just finding them, I'm like, oh, oh. crap they follow me so i follow back and then we start exchanging messages just like that and so you know meeting so in the internet age and i'm sure we're all in that kind of range where we got the aol trial discs (laughs) we're all we're, we're all used to the chat rooms the message boards and the forums and forming friend groups and and communities around there uh this is an entirely different beast because as, as Steve said, um, they're front and center, right? That we see them engaging with their camera, engaging with the, the, the viewer. Right. So it's not necessarily like they're no longer on the TV. They're not TV stars. They're not walled off in any way. And so you can, you can assume that leaving a, t- a con uh, a comment on their video some human will read it. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, if, if they're genuine, they will read it. Um, case in point, you know, Daniel Jose Older, he just joined. Star Wars writer. At, at, at no point do you think <laughs> you're going to talk to like a Star Wars author mm-hmm. just casually. So Brandon or Chaco on his video is like, can we interview you? And then Daniel's like, yeah. okay that just happened uh so like you get into meet new friends you have such an opportunity for collaboration where the creator is just right there uh and they're the ones creating the content because they're holding the phone you know it's not like something that's scripted and you see air on like nbc or abc um and uh you know what we've built or what we've seen build over the past couple of months in this community is just beautiful uh and just with the among us server with our dyad book club with i'm sure a whole host of other servers that have sprouted up since since then it's just you know it, it's so organic and i'm starting to if not haven't have been see so many names that I recognize now. Every time I, I swipe to a new video, whether it's from Marianne or Steve or uh, Chaco or Shalo, Victoria, Sawyerism, Hannah, I'm like, I'm naming off names, mixing in like TikTok <laughs> aliases and real names. <laughs> this is how like mixed up it is right now. Uh, any number of videos that I scroll through and I read the comment section, I recognize at least 80% of the names because we're all there. We're all part of this community and we recognize each other and we, we, we build each other up. And that is wonderful. 
Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I <laughs> it always brings me back to to quoting the sequels a bunch because, um, you know, one of the the big things I was focused on was how there was just a, a lot of negativity around Star Wars, and especially when when I joined, that felt like that's all I saw. Um, I don't see it nearly as often anymore, and <laughs> certainly it's not popping up on on my on my page as much now. Granted, it is still <laughs> it is still very very much happening. I, I just mean that uh, there is there's more of us, right? That you know they win by making us think we're alone, but there's more of us, and it's right. it's really cool because. Um, like I always say, the the good people in the community are the best people of any community, and uh, even the <laughs> what's funny is is you don't even see any negative creators that are large in their following because there's no camaraderie, there's no group. Like they are, they literally are the Sith. <laughs> like <laughs> they. <laughs> It, it, there's just so many many parallels, but yeah, that's how we win by, you know, not by by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. I'm telling you, like all, all the sequels quotes just like flow right into this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there there are certainly you know the, there's there's a dark side here and the the drawbacks. So I actually wanted to kind of talk about that for for a little bit of you know what we see out there. Um, and kind of the harm that it creates. Uh, but I also want to frame it around, you know, what can we do moving forward to to be better or to to help move things forward? Um, but yeah, um, well, of course, the, 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 the in the force itself, it, it lives in the light side. It lives in equilibrium with the dark. And so we have to expect that to be a thing. And um you know, as much as we propel the notion of respect, decency, and being nice, uh, th- those those concepts fall by the wayside uh, in the most weird ways. You know, sometimes you you go through your videos and it's largely positive, and then that one comment comes around, and you're like, "But why?" Like it takes zero effort to just not be that guy or not be that person that comments that negative comment. Why are you like this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, I ask that question almost daily. Uh, and uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, I think um, I'd like to repurpose a quote from from Yoda, and uh, you, you kind of have to just. Chalk it down to they are what we grow beyond. Uh, and you must, uh, you know, you must stop yourself from trying to think like they do. Because uh, oftentimes I find myself in a hole trying to understand why they're doing it. And then I tell myself, please don't try to think like they do. Lest I be become the, lest I become the monster that I swore to to fight, uh, but yeah, it, it, it definitely has a price to pay when you put yourself out there. And uh, the only thing I will say that 
that we've been saying is that there are more of us. And so don't get bogged down by the one or two comments amidst the, the sea of, of positive comments, you know, at some time, at some point it will feel like the sea is negative, but, um, do not give up hope. I mean, if you, um, hope is like the sun. If you only, if you only believe in it, when you see it, then, I forget how that quote goes. <laughs> you'll you'll, you'll may never make it through the night. Yeah. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll just say this. Be strong because the strongest stars have hearts of Kyber. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, uh, Marianne, I, sounds like you guys, you get a lot of things that I don't personally. I have uh, not yeah. been told to go back to the kitchen myself. Yeah. But. Marianne, do you ever get a hate comments? <laughs> Yes. Uh, yesterday alone, I'm not exaggerating. There were thousands, like in the thousands. It was so bad. Um, I actually uh, made one of my videos private just because it was like it was like it was extreme, and um, people were stitching my videos just to like literally just call me like and like all these things, and they were just personally attacking me. And um, I block people that come back under different usernames. Um, and I mean, Kevin Parker's made so many videos now just like defending me at this point. And what's crazy is I'm not even saying anything that inflammatory. One of my videos, I was literally wearing like Minnie Mouse ears saying Disney didn't ruin Star Wars. And oh my gosh, I got like a ton of hate. And then in another video, I was saying um, that I think it's really problematic that when people say, I don't like Ray, but I like Ahsoka. And I just don't think that that's cool to compare women like that, to treat female characters like they're interchangeable. And um yeah, that didn't go yeah, over well. <laughs> I saw that. That was a very well said video. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, that was the one that I privated temporarily just because it was getting it was getting really nasty. And I do feel like there is more good than bad in this community. The problem is just that the bad is louder sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's not just me either. I think a lot of women get the same types of comments. You have your validity as a fan question. Um, you know, you're told things like you only watch for Kylo Ren and just things that are just insulting that you wouldn't say to a man. So I think that there's just a little bit extra hate towards female creators, but absolutely people like um, Steve and Kevin have been huge supporters when I've been attacked ruthlessly, <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've definitely met a lot of really good people though. So that definitely me yeah. Well, what do you think uh, we can do to to be better? Uh, either, yeah, how do we move forward from this? That's the problem is I don't even feel like it's a problem just within the Star Wars community. I feel like it's kind of at large. It's very easy to criticize outspoken women, um, things like that. It's just very easy to criticize. So, you know, I do feel like it's a societal issue, but definitely within the Star Wars community, I would say to continue to help amplify other female creators on the app and you know help them feel some support so they don't leave when they're attacked absolutely yep the path of the jedi is to choose the light over and over again Mm -hmm. we choose the light because it's the light um so, uh. <laughs> question, question, because um, I have, you know, B. Dazzler, awesome creator um, and and purveyor of amazing Lego Star Wars earrings um, <laughs> is in the chat. She just mentioned how, you know, Jacob will come in and will reply to a lot of the comments. Uh, I, I do that depending on, on the post. Um, but yeah, I do that for a few of mine, actually. 
I, and I was always curious because I've never actually had the conversation of is that what you want <laughs> or, or is it like inflammatory for you're now getting blown up with a million comments because I'm arguing with some idiot um, is that I'm, good or bad me, or welcome for or? me personally it's good because um, you know I'll try to like defend myself or clarify my point of view but then you know 80 other people didn't read anything I just said and they'll say the same stuff so sometimes yeah it's definitely helpful to have other people kind of back me up for me personally okay Good, good to know. Good to know. I always felt like um, I have like a, a symbiotic relationship with uh, with J. Kevin Parker. Like uh, I'm the shield and he's the sword type deal. <laughs> like that's kind of how I, I feel. But I don't know. Um, <laughs> how about you, Steve? Um. Well, kind of jumping off a little thing that uh, that uh, Marianne said. I I told her the other day about that video about you know, saying, well, I like, you know, I, I don't like Ray, but I do like Ahsoka, that whole video. I, I told her I could make the same exact video, say the same exact words that she said and not get nearly as much hate well, as she does. You kind of did because we talked I, I basically about did. one video. You were saying that that comparison was bad. You ran it by me. You were like, is this what I, you know, does this sound good? I was like, yeah. And I think you should throw in the example of how no one talks about male characters like that. Right. And you did. And you got a couple people that made comments, but it certainly wasn't on the level. That I the one that stood out to me was what a loon. Yeah. That was it. That was, that was the mean comment for me on that video. And I'm just like, and she's telling me all the ones that she's been getting. And I'm just like, God, like, People can suck. So, so you know. Uh, now, now the person that said what a loon, are they an avid bird watcher? <laughs> you know what? I should ask them. Hold on. Let me, hold on. Hold on. No. I'm just saying. You know, you can never they, judge. They really, uh, <laughs> there could have been a bird. There could have been a literal loon in the building with me. Um, but yeah, so like, I know I don't get nearly as much hate as a lot of other creators do, especially a lot of my stuff doesn't seem to be as controversial. Uh, but when I do say something that people just don't want to agree with, um, and I just get wave after wave of, you know, I think, I think the one that, um, stood out to me the most was a video I did basically just talking about how, uh, I'm trying to remember the author's name, but whoever did the novelization of rise of Skywalker, um, essentially said that at the Ray end, Carlson. Ray Carlson, Ray Carlson, uh, at the end of the, uh, the book essentially was said that in the end, the Skywalkers had the ultimate victory because a Palpatine had turned to the light. And I really liked that. And I was like, this should make a lot of you people who are so angry about, you know, Ray Skywalker happy. And the amount of comments I got just, just wanting to fight that mentality, um, a, vi a stitched video about some guy saying like, I'm using the novelization to defend a bad movie. And I'm like, the, the ending's the same. It's just pointing out, you know, a continuation of it. So when I see more and more hateful things, I, I you know, I always like to think back to kind of what Qui-Gon did in Phantom Menace. Um, probably one of my favorite scenes, if not my favorite scene of Qui-Gon, uh, of when the ray shields come up in between them all and Qui-Gon being the master of the light that he is decides to sit and meditate on the situation before he strikes where Darth Maul is pacing and just 
essentially antsy for a fight. Um, and that's how I feel like most of these people who are leaving comments are. They, it's so easy to leave something hateful and hurtful um, because they want an argument. Exactly. It says way more about them than it does about us. Honestly. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, kind of thinking back to some of you guys and how you respond to that hate, you know, I don't I don't respond to it a lot. But my favorite videos are the ones, you know, the, you know, Kevin Parker's and you guys, when if you respond to a hateful video, I'm sure beforehand you've sat and you thought and you were like, all right, here's why I'm going to put you down in 15 seconds or less. <laughs> um, very, you know, Jedi. And that and that's what I think that most people need to do is, <laughs> you know, if you do even bother with some of these people, you know, you can take the high road and just try to ignore it as much as you can. I mean, fun, fun fact for the haters out there. You can click not interested and you just not see that stuff again. <laughs> but you commenting actually helps. So thank you. I know. Um, I know. It does boost our posts. <laughs> so but if you go through the Jedi route and uh, and you decide, you know, high road or I decide to fight you're going to come off smarter in the end and also kinder. And I think that's, that's what I would like to see more of from just everybody. I mean, we all do it. I think all of us do it pretty well, way, some way more than others. Um, but when I see somebody, you know, I've saw a lot of the stitches on Marianne stuff and the amount of curses and, you know, horrible terms thrown in there just to fill the dead air while they're just so angry. It's, like clearly you didn't think before you posted this and most of them get deleted anyway so i know because kevin goes after them <laughs> send him some stitches. i mean there's too many to send him all of them but the ones i've sent him he'll like get on and just like rip them to shreds. <laughs> and just to clarify for anybody that's watching i will engage you in civil discourse if you leave something like i disagree and you you leave opinions that are well thought out that's not that's not you know subject for taking down sure i usually respond in video format and take down people who are mike zero mm. uh content pushers you know stuff like that aggressively stupid yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so oh, <laughs> it, it's 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 funny because um a lot of these times what you know I have personally found is that um, there's a lot of people whose opinions are not their own. There's there's five YouTube videos between five and seven YouTube videos that they've all seen. And then there's a quote from those videos. So like sometimes you'll see like me responding to a bunch of people and I'm not actually responding to them. Those are pre-written saved on my clipboard. Oh, no. Because they all say the same exact thing, word for word. Word for word. It's crazy. Um, but then again, I have had people where, you know, because I, all I try to do is just explain things. That's that's my goal is because there's a lot of things that are misunderstood or, you know, because you weren't, you didn't enjoy something, you were less invested in it and you paid less attention. That's not a crime. There's nothing wrong with that. So I'll try to explain those those points. Um, and we're defenders. 
<laughs> for it. Yes. So I actually, what's funny is, is I, cause I don't like being labeled as a sequel defender cause I don't consider myself one. Um, and that's only because I'm just explaining something that's, it was in the movie. We all saw it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I, I did a post recently where I showed, it was like out of my last 50 videos, five of them involved the sequels at all. It's actually a very small part of, of my content. And people are like, how come I feel like that's all I ever see from you? I'm like, that's because you don't like it and you keep engaging on those posts. <laughs> if you just stop, <laughs> if you don't comment on them, like if you comment on them, TikTok is going to think that you love this and they're going to yeah. show you more and you're going to boost me but you're going to see more of them and then you're going to comment on those people's and you're going to boost them so thank you <laughs> it's it's an opposite pyramid scheme that's like I don't, it, and it just seems so logical of like, ah, if you don't like it, just, just move on. But, um, no, I, I just think that in order for us to continue to move forward is, you know, I feel like what we are doing here is perfect for that. And we're, we're connecting and, and we're growing and showing we are, that we have this, this growing resistance. Um, and our, our next goal is, is to take over YouTube. Uh, so, Star Wars YouTube, we're, we're coming for you. But the thing I'm most excited for is if this negativity keeps up um, with as many new projects and things that are coming down the pipeline, who's going to be left? It's just going to be us. <laughs> these, these people who've been making content but hate everything new are no longer going to have the necessary knowledge because they haven't been keeping up with things because they hate it. So, right. you know, I, I just think we just have to, uh, yeah, w all we have to do is outlast them and, <laughs> and and we win. At least that's that's kind of how I see it. Um, but actually, I want to go around and, and ask, though, because we've been... Obviously, this is a Star Wars channel, but we all have more interest. So I'm curious, what other fandoms are you guys are you guys part of? Like you guys mentioned, you know, musical theater. I used to be in jazz band myself um, as a percussionist, so I played the background music for uh, for a lot of the musicals. And being on percussion means not only the music but the sound effects too. Mm. And that's why um, Into the Woods constantly plays in my head because I would have to be the gong at midnight and then I'd have to run over to the, the vibraphone and then play the doo -doo -doo of someone running up the stairs and then I have to run back and sit down so I can start the music of the next part. Uh, it's, it's tough, but I, <laughs> I was going to say musically into the woods is Sondheim and that's a really, really tough show. <laughs> so good on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a hard show. <laughs> But actually, yeah, let's start with uh, with you, Steve. What what other uh, you know fandom and interests? Um, yeah, so the you know Star Wars is obviously a huge one. It's probably one that I know you know it's one that I can say is you know more than the average person, which is why I can make content out of it. But I mean, musical theater is kind of a more obvious one with me now. I'm I'm actually planning on making like singing videos eventually. Um, at some point, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh some more like nerd things that I'm into. Um, I 
am a gamer. I haven't been gaming a lot recently because TikTok has been taking over. But like the big game series that I have to call my own is like Fallout. I don't know if any any of you guys have played Fallout, but that is literally like my favorite game series of all time. You follow Shayla Ren, right? <laughs> I think so. Oh, my gosh. That should have been a. Hold on. Well, so that's the problem. (laughs) I followed so many people recently that I'm not sure. Why is is Shayla Ren really into Fallout? Enormous Fallout fan, makes tons of Fallout lore and and also streams it among other games. So follow Shayla Ren if you're not doing already. I apologize for interrupting. Uh, Continue. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like Fallout 3 was like the game that like made me a gamer and got me into a lot of different tastes in music and I have a Fallout 3, like, tattoo because I love that game so much. Um, A lot of other nerdy things. My biggest, like, random two, I would say, are, like, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, Like, the movie's obviously fantastic, but after I saw the movie, I read all the comics backwards and forwards, and I've played the game to to death. And so I'm a big Scott Pilgrim fan as well. And uh, a weirder one that I don't ever talk about is um, (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh!, (laughs) <laughs> hey man, I, 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 used to have, I used to have yeah. my, my battery man deck and, oh and I'll take you guys to town, but that's a whole. Don't like, get me go, started go on my X Sabers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Yu Gi Oh was a big one for me. That was something I occasionally went back to. And um, they came out with that app, Yu Gi Oh Duel Links, where you can play Yu Gi Oh like virtually now. And uh, that took over my life for. Probably all of 2020. So, uh, yeah, those are those are just some of the random fans. I have plenty of others, but those are the first things that came to my head. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, oh, you know, I may have to jot you down to put you in a test group. I have some. I, I have a, a good friend who has been creating uh, his own game. That's, um, you know, he was a big Yu-Gi-Oh guy. He was big into um, Ten Rings. Uh, or the is it called Ten Rings? I, I can't remember the name of the other game. But yeah, he's developing uh, his own in order to make up for the weaknesses that he's found in these other games, and it's like based around being oh. in mech suits and stuff like that. So we'll have That's to super cool. Yeah, I'll have to hit you up when that when that comes. Uh, <laughs> Please. Uh, how about you, Pep? Your other fandoms? Uh, you know, just all of them. Really? Uh, The largest ones being, of course, anime. Uh, The Elder Scrolls. Lord of the Rings. Witcher. I should just say fantasy. Uh, And I I was a little bit... I was into, like, you know, Star Trek for a time. I I still am. I I watch it from um, here and there, but I'm not, like, a a, a quote-unquote Trekkie. But I enjoy it, you know. Um... Firefly, uh, Orville, sci-fi fantasy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> those, those are all of my uh, my my fandoms I'm a part of. Pep, sure. what what's your favorite anime? I have to ask. That's a, I know that's a really difficult question for big anime fans, but I have to know. Uh, something that that no one has ever seen. It's uh, Zega Pain. I have not seen it. <laughs> I am going to do, I'm planning to do a, a beginner's guide to anime. Um, and it's going to be different because I know a lot of people start in a place that a lot of people start, but nope. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. 
Good, I'm excited. Oh, and uh, Core Gamer Skills knows it was Legend of the Five Rings, and that yes, that is what I was Legend talking of the about. Five Rings. Um, but uh, also, also uh, Pep has um, another channel for for K dramas for for him and his brother, right? Yes, yes. It's called Watching Sundays on YouTube. So yeah, and my my wife. If you're into K dramas or, or Asian dramas uh, in particular. I hear they're amazing. Um, I've been planning to sit down with my wife and, and watch uh, some of her favorite ones, and and we'll go from there. But yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to, to start. How about you, Marianne? Um, honestly, Star Wars takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> um, just the last several years, I started getting into Marvel, actually. Um, I hadn't really followed it uh, until I think Thor Ragnarok was the first Marvel movie I ever saw. And um, I got really into it, and I loved Captain Marvel, Black Panther. So I've really been kind of getting into it, and I'm really excited about a lot of the new projects coming up. But yeah, definitely Star Wars is my number one. Awesome! I, I love it. Uh, and you've been watching uh, WandaVision? Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. I love it. Yeah, I got the all along slapped so hard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, Quick I, question: Do, Is there a fandom around uh, Reiki? <laughs> oh, I mean, there is. I used to be on spiritual TikTok. I think before I got into Star Wars TikTok, now all I see is Star Wars. But yeah, I am a Reiki master teacher in real life. Um, I just sort of did it for personal growth and my own interests. But yeah, I'm uh, definitely into that stuff. But like I said, I never see those videos anymore on TikTok. It's all Star Wars and nerd stuff. <laughs> Uh, but you didn't think to mention that you're a master, <laughs> like, <laughs> a literal one too. Literal like one. the closest thing to being a Jedi in real life, I think. <laughs> and Marianne, you have a Ray cosplay, don't you? I do, but someone told me I have like a trash bag when I wore it in a TikTok. So <laughs> forget trash bag man. Forget about trash bag man. I know any anything Ray is hate. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Are we also all across the board fans of the emo fandom back in the day? <laughs> can I can Maybe. I name drop like something corporate or coheed or thrice oh, yeah. or cartel? Yeah, we had a whole emo night on my live uh my chemical romance. <laughs> Elman, you were there for emo night, weren't you? Yes, were he you? was. Yeah, I think he was. He threw a couple of good song suggestions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I, I popped in. That, that was that was another thing that he and I bonded over because I I whipped out the guitar on one of my lives, and how did I don't even remember how it came to to eat because I'm just like tossing things some things around and someone uh I don't, I don't we, we just fell down. I don't know how it arose. I, I did start by asking um, Coheed, and then you started playing Welcome Home. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Then I, I, you know, we started naming other things like Anthony Green, um, Andrew McMahon, you know, Circus Live, all those old bands. Yeah, those those are good times, which has also changed into every now and then we'll be in voice chat and all of a sudden, like, someone says something and it's like, ah, crap, well, I guess I have to play some Incubus now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's our karaoke night. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. Uh, oh, also, I just for, forgot. Aren't you also a photographer, Marianne? 
Yeah, um, I work in film. I'm a filmmaker also and a professional photographer. Um, like Steve, I have a background in theater. I worked as a professional actor for about a year. Um, yeah, so just done many things. <laughs> kind of random stuff. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, for, so for, for me, I, I uh, big into Star Wars, as you guys probably have figured out. Um and uh, but but it's funny because a lot of my knowledge comes from having from reading the books, and once you read all of them, then there's no more. So like people are like, oh, how do you how do you read all? Of, I, I don't know, but I did, and so now I have to wait. Like, I can only read things once a month now, and it's like it, it hurts. But um, beyond that, you know, I uh, am into into music i've been in a few few different bands um pep's heard some of it um and great just just uh, great music. <laughs> just a lot of fun. originally was in a ska band uh, we did ska and we also did some like no doubt say ferris covers and stuff like that um which is just a ton of fun uh, i also did was big into board sports so i snowboarded skateboarded wakeboarded um that type of stuff and then which led into parkour that was a lot of fun um gaming i literally beat someone at tony hawk 2 with my feet um can't explain it but yeah yeah no i was i was uh nailing manuals and stuff like that yeah no i I (laughs) now i have to test this dexterity (laughs) let's let's play uh ddr um oh okay as long as it's as long as it's calibrated properly. I have a problem with, of course. like, you ever go to someone's house and they're playing, like, rock band, but the drums aren't calibrated po- properly? So they're playing it like a video game. I can't get any notes right because there's too much latency. They just know mm. if I hit this at this time, then it'll pop over there. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't doing this isn't it. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't how drums works. <laughs> Um, Why are we offbeat? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I know I. I feel like I've had just a, a a weird and fun existence. Like my family, we had a horse ranch for a while. Uh, we we boarded. We had like sixty five horses on there. Um, Holy crap! And because of that experience, I now hate horses. Um, Equestrian. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> uh, uh, we act, one time we accidentally we're running like a summer camp for these kids but uh, and so I'm, I'm bringing like a bunch of these kids around the corner we were also a breeding ranch and uh, <laughs> it's an extreme process and that one that you want to have a bunch of kids walk into and they're like what's happening you're like well mm. Anyways, we're just gonna keep going over here. Let's play with some baby horses. Yeah, you want to see a, you know, some fillies? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, those no. those are more recently times. though for you, Lord of the Rings, Witcher. Yes, I saw the Lord of the Rings for my very first time. Uh, it was very a great first. Experience. Yeah, yeah, never never seen it until wow. last Friday was was when we finished it. Right? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Friday. No, um, it was uh, Saturday for after Dyad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was some some good times, um, but yeah, just just a lot of random stuff. Uh, comic mm-hmm. books, Marvel, DC, Valiant, um, all sorts of things. You see Prince Valiant? 
No, Valiant <laughs> comics, uh, like like uh, Exo Man of War and Ninjak and um, mm. Bloodspot. Those those types of guys um, don't don't see the Bloodspot. Actually, it wasn't terrible, but it was very early nineties. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. I, I love. I I always wonder what other people's for you page looks like. You know what I mean? Because we all have such varied interests that like. Like mine is is all Star Wars. I got into to Midwestern emo TikTok and skateboarding TikTok, <laughs> and it's like it's awesome. Oh, and food TikTok, of course. I love to cook. Oh, um, I love food TikTok, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always curious what fandoms are, because so I can imagine like where where the overlap is. Uh, also, I'm on D and D TikTok, although I don't play it, but we will soon, hopefully. That's the goal. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but awesome. All right, so we did get some news uh, today. We got a release date for Bad Batch, and I'm curious on how you guys are feeling about this. How excited, you know, if you're excited, uh, any thoughts, predictions? Um, Bad Batch coming up. Uh, your thoughts on it, Pep? Uh, well, I mean, I have to say, disclaimer: I wasn't really interested in this. Uh, going into it because I was because the, the Bad Batch arc in, in season seven was okay. Uh, but then again, at the very end of that arc, one of my favorite clones is Crosshair. And so, like, every time I get the who's your favorite clone, I'm like, well, it's between Rex and Crosshair. And Rex is like the generic answer. Right. Um, so, I, I do love Crosshair and I am interested to see where they go because like with shows in this era especially ones that have a siloed story because it ends at one point in an area where we know what happens right uh so there's not much to speculate on in terms of like the the longevity or or the the shelf life for these characters but i'm interested to know you know how they how they went about approaching order 66 who saved grogu um what does fennec shan have to do with all of this and will we see you know other survivors of order 66 will we see a setup for cal kestis uh will we see a setup for quinlan voss or mm. yaddle for the love of god we still don't have like a canon Yaddle anywhere. She just she just walked off set. She was just gone. The clones. <laughs> and they just couldn't get her back for like her likeness agreements or something. I don't know. But all she left was a pile of red hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that became Oppo. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> we we don't like Bad Batch to me is is going to be the ultimate, ultimate end of clones. Um, which is a sad sight or a sad thought. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm interested now that we have like this this narrative around Grogu and his, his training and his origin, we, we now have a need to see that paid off in some way, shape or form. Who, who saves Grogu? Who trained Grogu? And um, if we're going to see any kind of closure for any of these other survivors of Order 66, and I'm excited for it. Um, any predictions? Yeah. Quinlan Voss. I think we're going to see Quinlan Voss. Cool. I certainly hope so. Uh, how about you, Marianne? 
Um, so being perfectly honest, I never really got into a lot of the animated shows like Clone Wars, Rebels. I just, the animation just didn't really appeal to me as much as the live action projects. So it's definitely not something that I was like as excited about for stuff like Kenobi and Ahsoka. But um, Pep, you made a lot of interesting points. I am kind of interested now after you described it. Um, I've seen like parts of Clone Wars, but I was never like really into it. Just, I'm not as into animation, but maybe I'll give this a shot. Hey, watch alongs on the server, you know. Yeah, we should do that on Discord. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, and, and to be to be quite honest, I actually had a lot of trouble getting into the Clone Wars when I first came out too. Um, I saw the Clone Wars movie in theaters. <laughs> I, I was I was not a fan. Um, <laughs> I think we all got, had trouble getting into it at first. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because one thing I hear about Rebels is there's people that don't like the art style. But I, I, I hated the art style of Clone Wars when it came out. Everything is so tall and skinny and angular that it didn't look re- realistic to me. And that's like, it right. really bothered me. So it's funny to see that used with Rebels, which actually looks a lot more like people. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah uh, go ahead. But the, early, the early Clone Wars also just looked horrible. Like I, I was rewatching some arcs from season one, and I was just like, "Really?" And then I watched season seven. I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> they they really upped their game for the yes, final. They did like, as the seasons went along. I think by season, I want to say three or four, I started going like, "This looks really good." Season one is like PlayStation, and season uh, seven <laughs> is like you know, RTX 2080. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's. And so that's why whenever people say they have a hard time, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Start start with season two or start with season three. Once sure. you finish it, you'll be so invested, you'll want to go back and, <laughs> and, and catch it. But also season three is when it stopped jumping around as much as far as timeline is concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Bad Batch thoughts, Steve? Oh, um, well, so I know we already have a canon answer to this, but I think more and more people who don't dive into more comics and books they just want to see like what is what is the reaction and the reception to clones slowly after you know um after order 66 and i think just seeing that from a personal level from the bad batch themselves who always found themselves as the you know the outside the the you know they aren't regs like the rest of the clones and maybe to see their reaction to how clones are being treated or or thought of after order 66 that's always something that i'm very interested in um i i made a video talking about uh one of my favorite slash leaf's favorite arcs in clone wars which was the zillow beast Mm. arc and uh, somebody in the comments said like because I, because I, I said like, oh yeah, and they were gonna clone the Zillow Beast, which we never heard from again. And then somebody said something like, maybe Bad Batch, and I'm like, oh my god, if they pull out the <laughs> Zillow Beast for Bad Batch, why? <laughs> I don't even think about that. Yeah, of all um, things. I, but I, I think, I think, it, I think that's over. I think, yeah, I think Kylo I don't, killed the last one. 
I don't. That was a different planet them. one, though. Sure, but, but are you sure they're not able to travel? <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> but like the cloned Zillow B, I'm just not interested. But somebody was like, "Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if they brought that back in Bad Batch?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't think that at all." <laughs> I always liked that the Zillow Bees had like the third arm on its back, and it just made me on think of Trogdor. <laughs> so crazy, arm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I also saw a scene in the trailer for Bad Batch that they were going to like bring to life the panels from Darth Vader 2017 with Palpatine and and Masameta mm. doing the whole lightsaber incineration thing. Anything from that comic, if it's in like the Clone Wars fashion, I'm down 150. Yeah. percent Yeah. Honestly, and kind of kind of what you said, element of like that this is the this is what we're going to see is the end of clones. And it's also the, I mean, it is essentially a sequel series to clone wars, which is in the same animation style. So this really does feel like season seven felt like an end, but this feels like an ending to clones as a, as a, as an idea almost to, to what we're going to see in star Wars. And it is upsetting, but it's also like, (laughs) But that era, like I said, is like so in my wheelhouse that I'm so ready for it. Um, I don't know. I really loved and and rewatching season seven. I loved the Bad Batch arc. I, I love all of season seven. And I absolutely love that arc because I think every single character is just so interesting in their in their own in their own right. And then having Echo join the team is just so, so cool to me. Um, and I think I'm just after rewatching Clone Wars and knowing that we were going to get a show based around these characters, I was just, I'm so in. I'm so ready for it. Nice. I think I'm at least, uh, I'm at least in agreement with you on the Martez arc. Yeah, just, people just because really it's don't. so much, and I know you haven't read the book yet, but it's just so right. much like a, like a, a stand-in for the Lardies. Or not, yeah, the Lardies, right? Is that the, uh, oh, yeah, from, from the Ahsoka book from, uh, on yeah. Rayada. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you mentioned that in uh, one of my lives, and I was like, I still haven't read the Ahsoka book, and I need to because I love Ahsoka. Uh, uh, but yeah, that Mar- Martez arc, people really don't like that arc, and I'm just like, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I don't like what they did, uh, you know, to the characters doing the whole Spice Runner thing again. Uh, and you know, <laughs> there's a whole episode where they essentially start in a prison cell and then end in a prison cell. So I was just kind of <laughs> like, that episode might not have needed to be there but overall i love the characterization of all the characters and it's some of the best force wielding stuff we see in clone wars uh because that's the only way ahsoka can survive right now and um i don't know i i love that arc so i just love season seven and bad batch and martez and everything so yeah i mean that arc it was it was less you know pew pew and more character development for ahsoka and finding out of her trying to figure out where she fits um mm-hmm. also I I got to say her her like jumpsuit is adorable. <laughs> that art, but that's a whole Honestly, <laughs> she had the jumpsuit the whole time and I was used to it and during my rewatch and then when she showed up in the outfit that everybody now cosplays as from season 7, I was just kind of like, "Oh man, I kind of <laughs> miss the jumpsuit." <laughs> like the mechanic jumpsuit. Yeah. Um 
No, when, when I saw the bat, Batch arc, uh, I, I actually didn't enjoy it when I watched it the first time because, um, and I'm trying to figure out why, because I rewatched it like a few days ago and I loved it. <laughs> and I think I just wasn't expecting it. And so it was like, oh no, I like, they're going to do something big and they didn't. And we're seeing these new and different people. And I'm like, right. why, why though? So. Um, I, I th- kind of think that's why, but after seeing the, the trailer, I am very excited for it, and um, seeing like the the characters. I mean, I I personally love tech myself, but that's just like a, a geek thing. Um, I can't wait to see what the other side of Order sixty six looks like. Uh, I can't wait to see. Maybe we'll get the Camino Uprising type stuff from from legends um going on uh we do we did see in the vader 2017 run that um some of the purge troopers were clones um we find out in lords of the sith that like one of the clones was a royal guard that was that was with them so like how do they get interspersed um i don't think the bad batch is going to partake in order 66 and so they'll end up being on the run from clones and i'm curious what that looks like i would love to see of course that they wouldn't do it because people love delta squads i do myself but i want delta squad to be the ones hunting down the bad batch Mm. um i think that would be really cool uh, are we going to see the origins of Task Force 99, which is in the Vaders? But there's, there's stormtroopers with a similar, I guess, kind of motif. That's where Sergeant Creel is. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities, but um, I'm, I am excited for it. My, my body is ready. Uh, I need it. I need to be there. <laughs> that being said, if you weren't excited for it, we do have a ton of other stuff coming down um, you know, the pipeline. And I'm curious what has you guys the most excited? We'll go to Marianne first. Nobi, for sure. 10 out of 10. I'm so excited for you and McGregor coming back. Uh, any any thoughts or predictions or anything specific? I'm just, or like, just... really excited. I don't even care what they do with it. I'm so excited. It's going to be really good. And I think it's going to be cool, too, to see how they bridge um, the gap between the trilogies. And um, Hayden Christensen is coming back, so it'll be really cool to have them, um, you know, encounter each other again. Um, yeah, I'm just very excited. <laughs> <laughs> the same. And it also makes me wonder, because we did see, like, a Ray Park um, post that he did yeah. about him yeah. suiting up again. Now, we don't necessarily know what project that is for. That's not said specifically. But what if the Obi-Wan show starts with his last duel with Maul. That's where we start. And then it's him reflecting from that point. That's that's what I would love to see, personally. And then... Oh, I love that idea so much it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Because that's like one of my favorite lightsaber fights is, is the fight between Obi-Wan and Maul and Rebels. And the idea that they could jump off from that point... Hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. The only duels that is a duel as well. Yeah. It's actually like it's so pure samurai. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. If it starts there, I'm going to lose it. 
Oh yeah, uh, Harris Productions in the chat. He brings up. You guys see the uh, picture Ewan uh, posted because he's oh. back in the gym. Obi Guns Kenobi. Oh, yeah. oh it's huge. <laughs> The Empire lifts back. Um, I was like, too bad the robes are going to cover all this man meat. Like, come on. I was like, why are you said mother? that you would lift the Sith. <laughs> uh, do you even? <laughs> Swolby one? Six, 65. <laughs> six to- <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> um, but uh, also, I mean, I saw that the the actor that did the voice for Duchess Satine was supposed to be on the show. She actually looks like Satine. Are we going to yeah. get some Obi Satine material? I feel like there could be a lot of flashback stuff. Like, I don't know how much they're going to do, but honestly, any sort of relation that Obi-Wan could have with some of his past encounters, you know, like, I'm excited to see Hayden Christensen play Darth Vader, but I'm I kind of want to see his face on screen again, you know, like, so I want to see how they could work around all that. Um, And that could be with Satine as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I mean, what are are you excited for, uh, Steve, that's coming up? Oh, my God. uh, Everything. (laughs) But I think I think Kenobi's probably at the top of my list. But honestly, after that season, finale of Mandalorian you know everybody wants to know like you know what what is possibly going to happen now um and god I just I think about the Mandalorian season two finale pretty often uh (laughs) because of how crazy it was and sad and all I'm thinking is like how did you know there's gotta be some sort of time skip that's what I'm thinking like between season two and season three um, just because I feel like it needs to feel like a real return to, you know, Grogu. Because Grogu is like the face of the show at this point. You know, literally, you, we don't see Pedro Pascal ever. We don't see Din. We, you know, we see Grogu. So he's got to come back at some point. So I'm hoping there's a time jump. So then he gets some time with Luke that we just maybe don't see. Um, but then also. Left for a season. Say that again. Ahsoka left for a season. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. So they could, you know, keep Grogu out of it for a while. It would break <laughs> my heart. <laughs> um, but then also they they could completely open the show with, all right, now we got to deal with this little thing called the Darksaber. Uh, and that's just a whole other mess of problems now. So um, I think maybe Mandalorian, like other than Kenobi, I think Mando season three has got to be at the top of my list just because I just I got to know what they're going to do from here. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. How about you, Element? Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Kenobi as always, just because, you know, the prospect of seeing any kind of flashback with them in their Clone Wars attire in live action um the prospect of seeing a live action satine uh the prospect of seeing a live action corky kenobi the prospect of uh (laughs) just the the rematch of this entry uh and then you know ahsoka is i think i think i'm the most excited for ahsoka just because i'm a lore person and the possibilities are endless for what they can explore with ahsoka uh, and then Acolyte, because, you know, 
barring all of the Legends material, canon is sorely lacking in Dark Side lore. Uh, and Sith mythos. So Acolyte serves as that vessel for the dark side and we will get it. Who, who is it about? We don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I kind of want them to canonize Talon in that way, but the timing also lines up with like Tenebris and Plagueis, but it's female-led. So I'm just like, are they going to gender bend Tenebris or mm. are they just going to adapt like Talon and put and insert that character in that timeline? Um, and of course, Visions, anime fan. Mm-hmm. Visions serves as, a, you know, 25,000 years of history. Let's see what they do with that. I would love a, a, a an anime project by... Um, Madhouse or Studio Bones about the dawn of the Jedi, and that would be cake. And then <laughs> icing, <laughs> icing would be um, another anime about Satil Shan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, to, to canonize her through an, through anime style. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that would be that would be amazing. Um, unsurprisingly, those those are the things I'm most excited for as well. Um, just just as as you know, like I said, a big lore fan, big especially forced lore. I I, I got to know what happens in, in Acolyte. Uh, we're gonna watch. I don't know this this woman's journey down the dark side. Um, and the uh, director uh, said it was gonna be kind of indiana jones like where it's it's going from place to place and these adventures and so like man i don't know that sounds interesting finding weird artifacts and all this stuff and it makes me think of darth bane um once he was traveling and finding these holocrons and like darth undeadu's tomb and all this this cool stuff and then through that they can canonize a lot of uh canonize a lot of really cool old republic stuff as well um also, I've been loving the High Republic and the fact that this takes place at the tail end of the High Republic also means it's going to tie in with all these books and things that we've been yeah. getting um, lately. So, man, I don't know. It's, it's going to be super cool. Um, Ahsoka, I'm super excited for, but mostly because of the background. <laughs> yes. I saw the Ahsoka logo and I, don't, I love the character. Don't get me wrong. But the background is the Virgins scatter, and you're like, "Why is that there? What does this mean?" Like, <laughs> I must know. It's, it's yeah, it's gonna get weird, and I think Star Wars is at its best when it's weird. Um, yeah. And it's our it's gonna be our best chance to f- find out if Ahsoka found out about Anakin if they talked. You know, after Return of the Jedi, he like appeared to her, and she was just like, you know, eating some ramen, and then he shows up. <laughs> And she's like, "Where what? did you come from?" So, oh, hey, Master! Remember, remember, Luke got to me. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> and if she meets Luke, yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, man, there's so much awesome stuff that that show can do. Um, 
And and again, you know, you had mentioned visions. You know, being an anime fan as well, I want an anime styled uh, backstory for General Grievous. I think that could be Ooh. like super cool looking. Like I don't even care about his background, but if it's an anime style, then like I need it. <clears throat> um, but Patty Jenkins doing Rogue Squadron. Uh, I'm super excited for that. I mean, no. I, I'm I'm just really living off of the fact that you know she's the daughter of a fighter pilot doing a show on fighter pilots in Star Wars. Like, she has to know what it's like when they are, you know, when her dad leaves home to go do like these missions, right. and like I'm sure she's heard stories from him, and. I want to. I want this to change Star Wars for me, where I rewatch Return of the Jedi, and now I can put myself in the position of these faceless X-wing pilots. But right. now you know what they're fighting for. You know what they left at home. You know um, what things are like for them, and it matters that much more. You know what I mean? Like, I want to cry when Porkins dies. You know, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to laugh anymore. <laughs> Not so much for Porkins, but you know, I'll give that to you. <laughs> but you know, her just, just saying. <laughs> her just her just saying that you know she always wanted to do like a like a like a fighter kind of film, like a dogfight kind of movie or anything, and she never got the chance. Is like, but now her getting the chance to do something like that in Star Wars is just like she's had to have had billions of ideas for you know her entire life with with this kind of genre so the idea that we're going to get that and it's going to be pew pew lasers in space yep i'm excited for that (laughs) i'm also i also think that it's post the rise of skywalker because you know the the synopsis i you know what i'm talking about uh, Mm -hmm. brandon when i say the future um but in the chaos walking um, during her uh, press junket for <laughs> chaos walking, uh, Daisy really was asked if if her story with Ray was over, and we all know her answers before today. She's like, she's done. She's that that story's over. Recently, her tone her tune has changed. She says, "You never know, never say never," and I'm just Ooh. like. You have absolutely no reason to say it like that now. You've said you were done before. What's going on? There's a dump truck full of money. That's what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see more of Rey. She's one of my favorite characters. I would love to see a continuation after the Rise of Skywalker. See, like, what happens next. Especially if this, like, Rogue Squadron is in that era. And she just, like, makes a cameo or, or just, like, an appearance. That would be awesome. But I'm over here like, yellow lightsaber, more please. Like, no, show me more colors in live action. No, but she, she needs to know that people love her. People yeah. love Ray, And they need more of her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Core Gamer Scale says, petition to cast Nick Cage as Rail Averos. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, yeah, I, I, I could, I mean, I could use some, some Nicolas Cage in, in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> All right, all right. So, final question. Final question. Um, you have the green light button, right? You can green light any Star Wars project. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy can't say no. Uh, it's going to happen no matter what. What project are you going to green light? And Element, you cannot say one that you have said before. Mm-hmm. 
right, and we are going to go to, I can't remember who I started with. Uh, no, I started with Marianne last time. So, Steve. Um, it's so funny because uh, uh, I actually stitched a video of Marianne's with her talking about, like, what we would like to see with the sequel characters past this. You know, certain ones we know, you know, we might not get back, you know, we're just now getting more, you know, interesting ideas with Daisy Ridley coming back as Ray. Um, but of course, me being an absolute, you know, super fan of Han, I was also a real big fan of Poe, even though he got like nothing to do past Force Awakens and yelling in The Last Jedi. So I I I love Poe and his charisma. And I, I think the idea that we're getting a show like Andor coming soon, I'm like, I would like to see more of that like that like that wartime struggle but with Poe <laughs> like I want to see what Poe was doing before they met up with uh, Finn and all of them I, I you know I think I just said like I want to see the Poe show uh, but there's plenty of other sequel characters that I'd love to see and 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 build off of but for some reason Poe was the one that I was like I, I think I just want to laugh more at how Brady <laughs> is <laughs> like I know people really don't like that opening to The Last Jedi with him essentially doing a crank call to the to the First Order but I love that so much you <laughs> I are really so decent. I feel like the same people who hate that scene love Anakin doing the same exact fake surrender <laughs> in season seven of Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. And I love that, too. And, you know, like, <laughs> I love the idea of them. You know, I love the idea of like it's a war crime. We, but yeah, <laughs> I just like the idea of like plucky. Like, yeah. this is how we're going to get out of the situation because the odds are completely against us. And the charismatic, you know, drive and humor that comes from that is absolutely I would love to see an entire show of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, if you are in, in the neighborhood for, for books, um, Poe Dameron Freefall, I think you, you would enjoy, because that does explain... Because, um, <clears throat> you know, Poe's Poe's parents were war heroes. His mom was, right. uh, you know, a wiring pirate, and his dad was a soldier. Um, and this picks up with you know him him and his dad and it's his adventure of when he met um uh zori and it's like the his entire spice running story all is mm. all encapsulated in that book but yeah i mean oh, i like that you want well, Shar Shar was in the rebellion as well yes yeah yeah Shar bay she's just not in the book <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> but but yeah um uh and, and how about you pep um just a small little shout out project uh uh i'll do a show uh playing rail avaros <laughs> and my only line will be master dooku that's it that's it um, <laughs> Uh, con air. Uh, so oh, no. the, the, the project probably, uh, would be set in the high Republic and it far follows Orla Jirani and it's named Wayseeker. And it's just mm. about her going around, uh, studying the ways of the force, finding herself, finding her connection to it and just honing her abilities as 
Cannon's version of uh, of oh, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. I will not Don't give do them ammo. <laughs> uh, independent Jedi, someone that doesn't that isn't beholden to the council. Um, and I think uh, it would do a great job of painting that concept away or erasing that concept from existence. I think we need to see more Jedi who, because I, I don't know where people get the concept that that the Jedi is like the Jedi Council or the Jedi Order is some like machine. Mm. Because if you search uh, your memory banks, no one has ever been expelled from the Order. No one. Not for attachment, not for you know, vain reasons. They've all left. I think we have the Lost 20 and then Ahsoka. We have Dooku. But, like, we need something that casts, not necessarily in a good light, casts the Jedi Order in a new light that they're not there to control people, you know? Um, you can leave whenever you want. Mm. Uh, and for a lot of for a lot of people disobeying the council is like tantamount to murder but Qui-Gon Jinn like openly disobeyed the council in the first movie yeah. <laughs> and no one batted an eyelash he's like he's too old you cannot train him and then Qui-Gon's like I'm gonna trade him <laughs> and, then, and, uh, so, and then we have obi-wan going please don't uh, you know disobey them not again and i'm like again yeah why god so definitely way seeker just just orla going around town not out not around town going from planet to planet finding the force Making my way downtown <laughs> finding her connection and showing the independent jedi yeah no, I, I would uh, I would love that. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. I was I, I was just laughing at at uh, Element going like I'm not gonna give them ammo. <laughs> <laughs> Independent well, Jedi, and I'm like, great name. <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, there there is uh, what what I found is that there's just a lot of people that have a complicated relationship with organized religion, and that mm. gets transposed over the Jedi. And people feel like that's uh, so. There's a lot of things that have never been stated. They've actually never been a part of Star Wars, but it's just assumed. Like the Jedi were never required to be celibate. It's never been a thing ever. No. A lot of people believe it. Why? I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I would love to see that as well. Um, all right, we're coming to you, Marianne. You get to greenlight any project. So, um, as I said, I would want to see more of Ray, but honestly, like, if I could pick anything, I would love a young Luke and Leia show. I would love to see Leia, you know, her Jedi journey. I would love to see more of that. That was one of my favorite parts of Rise of Skywalker, um, just seeing her train with Luke and then her training Ray. So I would love to see more of that and um, how that happened and her being force sensitive. And I know that would be difficult to do just because of, um, you know, Carrie Fisher passing away. So I don't know if it would have to be like an animation or something like that. But I would love to see more of that, more of Jedi Leia for sure. You can always wait for Millie Bobby Brown to get older. <laughs> <laughs> I, she, you know, she looks like her. 
I mean, people have been fan casting that, and we now know that that's legitimately how. Um, why is her name escaping me? How, how Ahsoka got cast was Rosario Dawson. Rosario, yeah. yeah, Rosario Dawson got cast because of the fan casting. Um, like Boss Logic made the Photoshop that's, picture, sent it to her, and right. she's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do that." And everyone's like, "Yeah, uh, we're on board." And then John Favreau and Dave Filoni call her up, like, uh, "I guess, I guess you're hired or whatever." I guess, I guess you've got the job. <laughs> I've done some refaces with Millie Bobby Brown um, on top of Leia, and it's just, it's just there. Yeah. You know, I, I think if they do like a Queen's, like, uh, no. Leia, Princess, Princess of Aldron. Mm. Um, Great she book. She do it right there. Um, and then when she gets older, she can do uh, post uh, Return of the Jedi with Sebastian Stan, maybe. Or not, maybe. Uh, a little bit too much of a gap between them, but she could play Leia. Um, that's, that's a great show as well. Um, because she stopped at the end of her Jedi path. So there's a lot of training there that needs to go down. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like in the original trilogy, she was so like cut out of the Skywalker family drama. Yes, um, she was right. brought into the fold. So I would just love to see more of that. Her coming to that, you know, to accept that Vader was her father and that she's force sensitive, and um, just bringing her more into the fold with Luke. I would love to see more of that. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Connor in the chat talks about uh, if they did a stormtrooper style like Modern Family. <laughs> I, I will say those two stormtroopers in the season finale of uh, season one of Mandalorian, yeah. the, the two that were like one beating up Grogu and two trying to shoot a can and they couldn't. Like their banter alone was like they could make a show off of this right like <laughs> this could be it this could be a show it's just stormtroopers being horrible <laughs> just I, looking into know. the camera i wake up every morning trying to shoot that can <laughs> i just can't i don't know what's going on with me I, you know connor <laughs> said modern family but like an office style like like the pure like cut to the camera kind of deal like <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I'm not like a diehard office fan like like a lot of people are. I am. But I think the style is 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 there. <laughs> I would just love the to Halbert see that. Yeah. Yeah. The Halpert <laughs> face, but like from a stormtrooper who just took off his helmet, just kind of like he has to take off his helmet to do it. Like, well, yeah, it's like he, he's aware that that's what we're doing. Kylo's having a tantrum in the other room. <laughs> oh my god! It's a, the show is actually just a series of different like events with different types of stormtroopers from different eras. It could be clone troopers <laughs> as well, but really, we see what happened to those two stormtroopers the moment they turned around in Force Awakens and walked the other way when Kylo's throwing a tantrum, and we just see their reaction of like, "He's doing this again, man! Like, I can't believe it. that's like the fourth chair torture chair this month." Rex in the confessional. You know, Anakin's been in that room for a while. <laughs> he thinks no one can hear Padme. But we all do. <laughs> we all hear. That's actually why Obi-Wan knows. He's like, <laughs> just hears it through the wall. It's like, is that Padme? That's Order 69. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. 
funds for that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so so I also want to want a comedy. I, I have mentioned this one, but I need a comedy set in Dex's diner, and it's like Cheers, but it's it's it's, it's Dex's diner, and we have these random people, these random bounty hunters and stuff that come. It's it's almost like um, there's there's a board game we used to play called um, called the Red Dragon Inn, and it's like. It's like the tavern that all the adventurers from fantasy books come to after their adventures. Mm. And like, you know, you have these people talking about these crazy adventures, these pirates or, or whatever. Uh, and maybe that's how Dex knows all this stuff, because he has experience with all these super weird, like Just esoteric, like groups of people. Stories you hear kind of deal. Yeah. Um uh, either either that or um, we need to have a straight up pirate movie in Star Wars and, you know, have it just just space pirates roaming around trying to do their thing. Obviously, Hondo Naka is there, but Maz Kanata used to be a pirate queen. We know that. And mm. we know that there's all these interesting like groups of spice runners and like different huts that are running things and there's smugglers and it's just a pirate gang just trying to like survive you know maybe they're all i don't know some of them are ex-imperial who are like just just trying to make a living but everyone mm. hates them because they were part of the empire uh, and this is all they ex, can do ex-shadow collective yeah mm. i know and maul could show up <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's those are my thoughts. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to like hang out Absolutely. and talk to you guys. Uh, let's just do one last go around and let us know if you have any final thoughts. You know, on Star Wars, on community, on TikTok, on life, on anything. Um, but also let us know where we can find you and uh, your material. Uh, we will go to um, Marianne first. Um, well, yeah, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Um, you can find me on TikTok. I'm screaming namaste. I'm usually dressing up as Padme, doing some kind of ridiculous punchline for her character. Um, also talk about Star Wars on TikTok, obviously. So. Awesome. Live streaming every night. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. This is actually cutting into it. <laughs> I uh, live stream every Sorry. night at 930 p.m. Eastern. No, no, this was fun, but uh, just a little bit late tonight. But, yeah, I do a lot of stuff and talk about tons of random things. <laughs> uh, and uh, how about you, Steve? Uh, you can be found other than in the moderation section of her lives. <laughs> yeah, other than moderating her lives. Uh, yeah, I also am on, you know, Star Wars TikTok. I make a bunch of different random content sometimes, but mainly Star Wars. Uh, that's, you know, my thing. Uh, at Explosivo Steve um, on there. I also have like two other podcasts that I work on for work here where I, where I work at. Um, the Newbie Brothers, which is a video game podcast, and No Talking During the Movies, which is my movie podcast and a mouthful. So um, because it's a long title. Uh, but those are my main things. Um, and on terms of just final things to say about, you know, community, this whole episode was based around, you know, the Star Wars community and stuff. And honestly, I... I don't make a lot of friends very easily, but TikTok has made it a lot easier for me, and I'm super grateful for that. I can't help but be. Awesome. And I will definitely check out that movie podcast. For sure. <laughs> Thank so, you. Sounds cool. Uh, yep. uh, you can find me on TikTok, <laughs> underscore element seven underscore. 
Uh, Instagram is elementxstyle. Uh, my YouTube is youtube.com slash element7s. Um, Twitter, element7x spelled out. I was one of the unfortunate ones that could not secure a brand name across multiple platforms, in which I'm sure Chaka will reiterate. Uh, <laughs> but Dyad Moment 7. Um, yeah, uh, that uh, that's where you can find me. And just my, my final thoughts to everybody that's watching right now and to anybody that's thinking about doing content creation in Star Wars or just in any fandom in general. Don't let the negative voices weigh you down. Uh, the positive voices is what carries you. Um, and uh, Star Wars is for everybody. You know, uh, it doesn't matter how many movies you've watched, how many comics you've read, how many shows you haven't watched. If you love Star Wars and you're passionate about it, we love you. Okay. So... May the force be with you because we are all the Republic. Yes. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, definitely remember that. Don't let the negative voices drown you out. But if you are a negative voice, you don't have to be. Stop it. Knock it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> get some help. Uh, <laughs> There's literally a non-interested button on TikTok. You can click it and then you don't have to be horrible. There, so easy. There is also another podcast called Dyad in the Force. Um, it comes out every Sunday. Uh, it, it does get posted to Element 7's channel, and it is amazing. And I'm the co-host on it. Um, and there's also some awesome Dyad merch, if, if you guys are ever curious about that. But, ooh, I probably should have worn mine. Uh, Steve, we got to get shirts or something. Uh, one day. Uh, I said it will be denim jackets. But, this one's yeah. getting a little bit chromed out. <laughs> yeah. But it makes it look like it's like a shiny chrome gold. Looks great. Also, there is... But, my, but Marianne and uh, Steve will also make their way at some point onto the podcast, the dyad. Absolutely. I would love to. Um, yeah. Additionally, there is another dyad out there. Uh, they're also known as Star Whores, uh, Sawyer and... And uh, Hannah, uh, Sawyerism and Discount Bo-Katan. And um, we will actually be making an appearance on their podcast. It might be live tomorrow night, but we shall see. Um, anyways, thank you once again for, for joining me. It's always a pleasure. I smile every time I see you guys' content or I see that one of you guys are lives. Um, I don't always get to jump in, but I'm, I love knowing you guys are positive members of the community. You know, just... just kicking ass you know so <laughs> i appreciate all of you and may the force be with you always